Welcome to the Sports Report for Wednesday, October 4th. Hi, Mark Daniels of the Milwaukee Brewers dropping the opener in their best of three wildcard series to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Six to three, the final at American Family Field. And it started so well. Carlos Santana delivering an RBI single in the first inning. Tyrone Taylor, a two-run blast, a wicked home run to left field in the second off rookie starter Brandon but they gave the Brewers a 3 to nothing lead, but Milwaukee ace Corbin Burns could not hold it. Gave up a two-run home run to Corbin Carroll in the top of the third. Kettle Marte followed that up with a solo blast as they went back-to-back to tie the game. And then Gabriel Moreno with a solo home run in the top of the fourth. Put Arizona on top. Manager Craig Council says long balls did in Burns. I just looked at the home runs. Um, you know, the change-ups been a pitch that... There hasn't been a lot of damage on for sure, and he did, you know, give give Carroll credit. The cutter was, I don't think the cutter was in, the, it was in. And he took it out. And as for Burns, he says, Diamondbacks took a pretty good approach. They were more waiting it out. They weren't super aggressive. Obviously, a couple of guys lined up were aggressive, but, you know, there's a lot of pitches tonight that, that could have gone both ways um, as far as, you know, on the edge of the zone, at the bottom of the zone that give you an 0-1 versus a 1-0 count. But uh, they just did a good job of, you know, not chasing a ton of pitches. And when I left the ball up, they uh, they didn't miss. And the Arizona bullpen locked down the Brewers the rest of the night. Six relievers were called upon, although Milwaukee had a lot of traffic. Had 12 hits, drew four bases on balls, and in the fifth inning, with the sacks full, Taylor came up again, but Evan Longoria speared a high, hot line drive that prevented the Brewers from grabbing the lead. Might have been the turning point of the game, says Tyrone. Yeah, it was disbelief, you know, but he's been doing it since I was a little kid. I've watched that man do that, so I shouldn't have been in that much disbelief, but it was a good play by him. Yeah, things didn't go our way tonight, and looking forward to getting back here tomorrow and going out there and trying to get a dub. Still down a run, going to the ninth closer, and another all-star, Devin Williams, came on, but he walked three and gave up a two-run double to Christian Walker for the final margin. Williams says we've put ourselves in a tough spot now. Um, I think it's pretty simple. It's a do-or-die game tomorrow, so, you know, we need to come out and play our best game. It'll be Freddie Peralta against the Diamondbacks. A sack gallon, Christian Yelich. How's that backfield up against the wall? What are you going to say? You know, I think everybody understands what's at stake. We've lost games before, you know, and you just got to come back the next day, flush this one, and see if you can bring it tomorrow. As for Diamondbacks manager Tori Lovello says we've got to stay focused. And finish it. Come here tomorrow and play our finest game and try and close them out. And they're going to come with everything they have. That's for sure. Uh, but I feel I feel much better than I would have. I would be feeling if we lost this game. I know that. That's for sure. 6-08, first pitch in Game 2 at American Family Field on Wednesday night. The other National League Series, Philadelphia Phillies beat the Miami Marlins 4-1. Zach Wheeler went 6-2, and thirds, gave up just a run, struck out eight. Trey Turner says great take in the opener in a short series. Kind of take that pressure off yourself, you know. I think uh, if you don't score early, you don't win. You kind of start trying harder, and you know that's never ne- necessarily uh, a good thing. So, um, yeah, today was good. And in the American League, the Texas Rangers go into Tampa Bay and shut out the Rays for nothing. Corey Seager went two for four with an RBI, but Jordan Montgomery seven scoreless innings. He said, "I had a lot of defense behind me." Incredible. Made a, um, a lot of good plays on hard plays and made it look easy. Jungle Cat at third, that ball kind of floating, and and he got it, pulled it out of the air, and up and down the lineup, everybody out there played great.
And the Minnesota Twins beat the Toronto Blue Jays 3-1 to end an 18-game postseason losing streak that dates back to their last playoff win in 2004. Royce Lewis, the hero for the Twins at Target Field, hit a two-run home run in the bottom of the first. Next time up, he would add a solo shot. It felt like I was blacked out, especially in those moments when I was on the field. My heart was racing. Like when you have, I don't know, 50,000 people cheering, it was it was special. I was just going off of that energy and playing the game that I've loved this whole life and had fun doing it. Game twos in all those series will be on Wednesday as well. Well, the Green Bay Packers coming off their mini-buy had an extra long weekend after the loss last Thursday to the Detroit Lions and some encouraging signs as they return to the practice field. Eric Stokes, while he was never in the doghouse, is now off the pup list. Physically unable to perform, not anymore. Stokes blew out his knee and ankle in a nasty injury last November in Detroit, and he couldn't wait to join his mates on the practice field. Oh, yeah, yeah, I miss practice now. I've uh, been a long time. been almost like Danny a, a year, so it felt good being back out there today. It felt great. It felt when, great. When did you find out that weight was over? Uh, I found out about sometime last week. So I wasn't 100% sure was I going to go until like, Yesterday or the day before yesterday, whatever. That's when I found out fully, like, yeah, it's full go. Now he's got a three-week window to get himself back acclimated and onto the active roster. Jair Alexander was back after missing two games with a sore back. Luke Musgrave out of the concussion protocol, and Elton Jenkins was back on the practice field as well. Quick recovery from his left knee MCL sprain, although he was sporting a brace on the practice field. I feel like our trainers, they did a good job. I did a good job, you know, staying on there, being consistent with the injury and just trying to get better. Kind of went, took me back to my college days. Didn't like, you know, really don't like the brace, but I mean, you know, if it's, if it's best for me to be out there and be functionable, you know, we can do it. Packers have a day off on Wednesday, but they'll be back on the practice field Thursday. Got an extra day to prepare for their Monday night trip to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Green Bay Phoenix women's basketball team on the floor getting ready for their season. Coming off a 28-6 and campaign a year ago. Won the Horizon League regular season title, although they lost the conference championship game to Cleveland State on their home floor and got into the second round of the WNIT. But for head coach Kevin Borseth, it's been a while since uh, he's had a veteran team. Yeah, when COVID hit, we were all freshmen. So a lot of teams had luxury of having a lot of extra players around for years, and now it's starting to come full circle for us because we've got quite a few players that have been here for a long time, still have eligibility time left. So experience is a big factor, and um, yeah, I'm excited about this team. And the leader of that team is now a redshirt junior, former Luxembourg Casco Spartan Cassie Schultz. Yeah, it's crazy that this is my fifth year now but yeah we have a lot of veterans and I think that's going to be really good for us coach always says experience is worth something so I think having this group that we have we're we're going to be able to do a lot this year and they'll get it going in an exhibition against UW Stout on October 30th and the Green Bay Gamblers held a media day on Tuesday they already have their season underway going 2-0 and in a couple of exhibition games in Pittsburgh and then splitting with the U.S. National Development Team a week ago Head coach Mike Leone, in his second year, believes he's got the organization back on track. Really proud of the group. We laid the foundation of what we want to be as a team organization, make the city proud. Obviously, you know, Green Bay's a historic place for junior hockey, and the last, you know, 10 years it probably wasn't that, and we wanted to bring that back. 
And he's on his way, got him back into the playoffs a year ago, and he has six returning players, including five on his roster who are NHL draft picks, including Julian Lutz from Weingarten, Germany, second-round pick of the Arizona Coyotes. He's already played with the big league club in the preseason and tallied a goal. So how did he wind up in Green Bay? Well, veteran Jimmy Clark left for college. There was an opening on the roster, and Leone says he got together with Coyote management and convinced him, well, let's give him a look here. Green Bay was going to be a great spot for him to develop. He played two years of pro in Germany and didn't work out with the ice time, and obviously with him being a high NHL draft pick, they needed him to play and develop and get coached, and we got him here, and He's different type of talent for sure. Those kids that are, you know, first round talent, the skating, even his presence, a kid that played two years of pro hockey, what it could do for the other kids in the room. Uh, he's a great addition, great person, and a heck of a player. After a Friday night trip to Dubuque, the Gamblers will have their home opener Saturday night at the Rest Center against the Fighting Saints, facing off at 7.05. Can't wait to see this kid. And there's your sports report. I'm Mark Daniels.